0: What is up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Binging Batch coming to you live on a Tuesday night technically. No, Monday night. Obviously, we're back on Monday nights. We'll get it right. And <laughs> <laughs> your host, Laura. I'm having a rotating guest every week this season. Logan is kind of taking a step back. And tonight, I have my old new internet friend, Nick. So what's up, Nick? Welcome to the podcast.
1: It's good to be here. Good to join you, Laura. Excited to talk about tonight's Bachelor. I think we should probably also mention that today is a very special Monday, considering that is also MLK, MLK Day. It would be remiss if we don't mention that, especially considering that this is the first Bachelor season with a Black Bachelor.
0: Yes, good call. Good on you. I mean, we didn't want to just post an MLK quote that wasn't from MLK and call it a day.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I I started my day by finishing Uncomfortable Conversations with the Black man. So I think I'm I, I'm, I'm trying oh. to, 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 to better myself. So we're, we're trying to get that in the right direction.
0: Right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, first of all, before we get into it, uh, tell me about your experience in Bachelorland. How long have you been watching? All that good stuff.
1: So I got started back in college, back when there was the dudes breakdowns of the Bachelorette on on a on a former website that no longer truly exists <laughs> in its real form. Uh, with Nick Vial's season, uh, I think we all remember the the shit show that was Corinne. Uh, wow. I miss her some days um, because she was quite lovely, and uh, so yeah, that got me. That got me into the show, uh, and then I've watched everything since, uh, everything from even the non-mentioned uh, Winter Games and Listen to Your Heart. There was a period of time where, when I was uh, also doing like social break, I would like stalk all of their social profiles and do like a whole like nerdy data table of like how their social followings would grow is a really I had I had time to kill it at the last job I had so it was something to fill <laughs> fill my days and now I can no longer do that I can't break down their uh their social plat- platforms as they grow so I don't have any oh, social sites, unfortunately this, that's this amazing
0: week. though how many seasons of statistics do you have then did you keep all of them
1: I I still do I I think I have like I just did bachelor seasons because it's it's more interesting with the women because they gain the followers more. I think I have like two or three seasons worth of of data. It's, it's, you know, it's a lot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it's my slightly nerdy, but not nerdy shame. And I'm just gonna. (laughs) So Uh, I like it though. That's exciting. So, I mean, so started with Nick, which I feel like he was a good season to go in on. Do you have a favorite bachelor or bachelorette?
1: I don't know if I if I have a favorite per se. I think I think there's obviously like people of each cast that tend to be uh, entertaining. I think right now, what Matt's doing is incredible. I just followed Matt on Twitter. He is maybe been the most well produced extracurricular content for the show that I've ever seen from someone. I mean, he is he is putting himself, his mom, on blast on Twitter. It's hilarious. Um, so he he's he's worth the follow. So I'm really enjoying him. But if I have a standout favorite, uh, I really like Bennett. But you know, he he posted some questionable videos on Instagram that I saw via Twitter, and I uh, I don't know. We might have to back away <laughs> once he <we> started singing.
0: <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I the the one of him singing, I actually said it to Logan, and I was like. I need it to stop. Like we can't do this, Bennett. I, I loved you, but I do not
1: approve. Just stick with, with the yoga, stick with the chiseled, like jawline that's more chiseled than Henry Cavill's and, (laughs) and, and just, and just look pretty. And (laughs) that's it. That's all we need you to do. We don't, we don't need you to weigh in on the state of the world. Uh, we know you went to Harvard. We know you're, you're probably still quite smart, but, uh, we don't need we don't need all of you.
0: We also don't really need the banana bread recipe that you copied from probably your mom or friend. <laughs> like
1: I did not see that. I didn't see it. Oh much. my god. <laughs>
0: let,
1: let, I, let, oh go ahead.
0: Well, I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure he posted, like, here's the recipe. I'm just making some banana bread, and I think he had an apron on. Well, of course he was shirtless, but it was just him wearing the apron making this bread and
1: Thousand percent, it was gluten free though. My mom made some fire gluten free bread. What I will say is, Matt James posted a his first Sarcuti road. I use air quotes around that because <laughs> it was a heart of Teddy Grahams around Lunchable pizzas, oh. and you know, I was just like, you don't get abs like that by eating Teddy Grahams, let alone like for just period. Like you, <laughs> maybe, maybe one, maybe maybe a couple. Uh, if you're, you're you know running and pellet, actually he probably doesn't do much besides work out. So,
0: right, I would say that man. I, yeah, he does not eat. That's my friend last week who was on Danielle. She's like, I don't think Matt eats pizza or drinks beer. So in real life, this would not work out.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a little bit of like he's almost like he's he's really genuine from what we can tell. Obviously, we don't have the the juxtaposition of him being on a season before so there is this level where i feel like it almost seems like he's a little produced um just because he's he he isn't like okay this is him and then he gets a feel for the show and they obviously don't do as much coaching i think for they do a lot more coaching on the lead than they do the side characters with a few exceptions as (laughs) well they always like point them the right direction
0: Right, right. Yeah, I think I think Matt at his heart is very wholesome, but it is a little bit sometimes like, okay, you're getting a little too naive and innocent and I'm the nice guy and
1: Yeah, it's like be be a, maybe maybe take it a step back. Let's be a little more genuine and real here.
0: Well, with we'll just jump right in. Speaking of him being genuine and real, thoughts on him going to comfort Sarah? As she fainted at the rose ceremony or blacked out whatever she said,
1: you have to, right? Right. You, you, it's, it's obviously going to piss, piss off the girls. Uh, and I'm still getting used to like which, who's who right now, Mm -hmm. but I, I can't remember what girl said it, but like the first girl was like, I want to make sure she's okay, but could she have waited until after (laughs) like I had gotten my rose? And I think that's the most, one of the most honest things you could say in that moment is you're, you're all anxious. You're all worried about what's going on, and I think the the, the weird thing about this moment, right, is Sarah's a broadcast journalist. Like she's been on camera before. She dated G Easy. Like she she knows. Like she shouldn't be the one fainting. Like if anybody should be fainting, it's Victoria because Victoria looks like she hasn't slept in like a week. I don't know. Like, she also looks like she got into a fight with someone. Like, I don't know what's going on with her, with the bags on her eyes. I mean, they all, they're all, you know, you can tell that they're not getting as much sleep as they normally would, but I don't know. It's just, but I think he did what he had to do, but like, and you, you, you obviously, it's a weird situation because she already has a rose. So, but you have to be, you have to like make sure she's okay.
0: Yes, I agree. I was like, he again, what's he going to be the asshole that didn't go help the girl who was blacking out in front of him? Like, you have to go help her. But that is a great point, which I had not thought of that. Girl, you're on TV all the time. This is you've done this before. It was your job. Why do you think you should pass out right now?
1: Yeah, like, it's interesting, too, because, you know, the, the end of the day, right? If you're not feeling great, like, these these are long shoots there's a lot of cutaways we don't know how long like it's actually taking to get the uh what is it like an hour and 20 minutes of content and it's like you could have just been like hey i'm not feeling great i don't need to go to the rose ceremony because i already have a rose you know so but you know we can we can continue on with her the the the, the journey that is that is Sarah, the Sarah
0: journey. I mean, we'll come back to Sarah. I mean, it was too much in that moment, but a lot of things were too much in the moment. So, um, I mean, I predicted that Victoria was obviously going to stay. I think Marilyn. Uh, my notes for Marilyn is just that she sounds like a sad lost puppy. I was like, Are you going to be the one who cries in an instant? Because you have you seen the movie Pitch Perfect?
1: No, uh, no, I haven't.
0: Okay. You won't understand the reference, but there's this girl in there who talks in, like, this little tiny whisper voice the entire time. And she says weird, weird shit. And then finally, like, in the third pitch perfect, she talks and is like, oh, yeah, like, everything's fine and cool. But Marilyn is this girl. I was, like, in her little baby voice. And... No skin off my back. Marilyn can be gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, she 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 wasn't long for this this world. She got her orchid and and she was ripped off like a band-aid. <laughs> I, I think that she, I mean, even if she wasn't whiny, like she wasn't gonna make it like, make it long. You knew the producers were gonna pick Victoria regardless. She stirs the spot the pot way too well. Whether or not she's I mean, I still think she's a plant, but even if she's not a plant like she's too good at what she's doing to mm-hmm. have have her not stay on for a while especially with kind of what they're already alluding to. you can talk about to lat later
0: uh agree and also i did not know who anyone else is who went home could not tell you anyone's name i was like okay goodbye i guess we never talked to you at all <laughs>
1: Yeah, that that's one of those things where when I was keeping track of all of like the girls, I was really good about like, because I would have to, I would know when each girl would get sent home and then that would like give them a, a different color on the spreadsheet. And that would tell you, so we would, I would keep track of like how many followers you would gain as like, depending on how, how late you go, obviously the farther along you go, the more you gain. And, and again, there's the different, there's different things like that. So yeah, usually around this, we're, we're only what, three weeks in. So mm-hmm. you know, I think we're starting to get we're starting to get some some personalities here. Everybody kind of knows like Abigail was the front early early front. She hasn't really shown stuff. You've got Brie, Serena C, and Serena P. Um, you've got Maggie from uh, I don't want to get this wrong, but I know she's from Africa. I can't remember exactly what country she's from. I
0: think um, she's Ethiopia. I want to say
1: okay. Yeah. Um, and then you've got like. Uh, Anna, who sort of looks like uh, Hannah Brown. You've got Kit, who I swear to God is Annie Taylor Joy from uh, Queen's Gambit. Yes, yep. She, she is a spitting image. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 it just shocks me every time I see her on the TV. Uh, and then, you know, you've got MJ, the voice of reason.
0: So. Yes, <laughs> oh, I love MJ. We'll also get to that. Yeah. Oh, uh, we <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. First group date, which my initial note was just, is this the horniest date of all
1: time? Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the bachelor. So it will always outdo itself. Uh, and I think the bachelorette, I don't know. I don't know if, if it, if it's the, it might be the horniest. Um, <laughs> I think the first, the first thing I noticed of this was, You've got Ashley I coming back.
0: Boo, Ashley I.
1: (laughs) I want to know if Chris Harrison really wrote this or if he enlisted the help of E.L. James to kind of help Ghostwrite.
0: Yeah, I was like, Chris Harrison, if I knew your book was going to be like this, I would probably read it.
1: (laughs) I don't know if he's taking time off the golf course to write a book. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Especially not a slightly dirty book. like. (laughs)
1: I mean, the real. I have more questions for Lauren Zima than anybody else, <laughs> so fair, fair. <laughs> but I, I think this is when I first noticed something. When Matt got up to read his his quite tame passage about chocolate cake, he uh, looked
0: like he had never read anything out loud in his life. But besides yeah.
1: that, <laughs> yeah, he well, he was so his cadence was so robotic, um compared to everybody else. Um, And so he, he, he carried it uh, in in his own cadence. And then obviously the girls, the girls come up and they, they tend to again, fit into their own personalities. And I think, I think the most interesting thing I found about this date, right. Is I, again, I I used to always know like what the average age of the girls was, but you're, you're, we're skewing pretty young. A lot of these girls are 24, 25 and Katie's 29, right. And I think that puts a lot of things out there is like Katie's 29. She shows up with a vibrator. This is someone who has dealt with, dealt with like dudes that just, she's like, I'm not dealing with someone who like doesn't know what's going on. Like I know what I need and I'm going to present that. And I'm confident in that because I'm like a, a grown ass woman who like knows like, I don't care. Like this is, this is what I need for, for from, from a man in that, in that aspect. And I think the other girls, like, you can tell, like, that's the difference between her, a grown woman, and some of these women who are still kind of growing up. They're all 23, 24. It's like, they're they're uncomfortable. They're shy. They're like, I don't know if I can say this. I don't know if I can talk about this on national TV.
0: <laughs> Katie's like, this is no big deal. I, I let off with the vibrator. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> uh, except for Victoria. You know, Victoria. Well... <laughs>
0: What did I write? I had a good note. I feel like for Victoria, I was like, of course, hers is going to be the most time she says fuck and like the most bleeps is definitely going to be Victoria.
1: Well, see, and it's, is it, is it suspect? Like, are they, are they, did they just lean into it? Also, Victoria has had some of the most interesting fashion choices and going for that sheer top. I mean, if she had kept the leather jacket on, that's one thing, but going for the sheer top, I I just don't know. I I, I just I'm not I, I don't know. Um, you know, as a guy, it's not my place. Like if you're if you're as a woman, if you're confident in what you're wearing, like you go, like wear what makes you feel confident. But I just you know, that's just my gut feeling. It's like I don't know if the sheer top was in the best.
0: Well, and then, I mean, we had the bra debacle last week, and then we got another bra issue later on because she wore that dress for the cocktail party, and she had a bra strap hanging out again. Granted, it was like a nude bra strap, so it matched the outfit, but I was like, we are not doing this two weeks in a row, Victoria.
1: Well, and what was interesting about last week is, and this is this is the insights you get from a dude watching this show, <laughs> is... There's a moment where, clearly, first off, she got the black bra, but there's a moment between the photo shoot and the, the like, uh, whatever dodgeball paintball thing where there is a change in the amount of top cleavage that she's showing. (laughs) I don't know what witchcraft is going on there. I don't know what's going on, but there was a noticeable, like, there's a noticeable change. I don't know if she purposely did that. I don't know if that was just due to the, the act of you know being active and it wasn't the proper <laughs> proper you know uh, equipment for the for the for the job like I don't know what was going on but I just was like that was something that was noticeable and you know I think it's again that's something that like you get like especially you know I, I used to always ask like it's always a fun game to play and I don't know again if this is if this will get me canceled or not but it's always interesting to see who goes on the show and then who goes on to Bachelor in Paradise and is like has gotten like a boob job, or like yeah. has gotten work done. So that's that's always an interesting uh, game to play.
0: Well, I appreciate it because I mean, last season I could not stop talking about Tasha's tits, but now I'm just on Victoria's bra and I'm not even paying attention to the cleavage.
1: Like, like okay, so so like yes, we we all that was Tasia's uh Leo Di- Leo DiCaprio fist fighting gif. Uh, that that's. And they they knew what they they knew what they had with her. Let's just put it that way, and we'll we'll leave that there.
0: <laughs> uh yes. Um, I also uh, I love Rachel during this date, but I also feel like she turned it around and was way too fast because she was saying how uncomfortable she was, and then by the end she's like, "I would do it all again." I'm like, "Would you though?"
1: Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, I think I think it's one of those things too where it's it's a level of you've broken down a certain barrier and you now feel like, okay, we can now successfully have a conversation like this. If you've already kind of broached the, you, you breached you, you've kind of broached the subject of sex in a, in an in a place where, you know, everybody's going to be talking about it. Actually, I has already kind of broken the tension because you've walked into her, uh, reading it. Obviously they didn't, they didn't. They couldn't hear the porn music that the editors put in. But I was like, <laughs> credit to the editors for that music. Yeah. Uh, they knew exactly what they were doing there. Uh, so did Katie with the sounds. Victoria went a little overboard on it, but Katie hit the just right spot. But I think that's the thing is that when you when you enter this space and you break down that like that barrier because that's a barrier that's like always there until it like you either hook up for the first time or you, you know, you have a conversation about it. And if you can, ha- once you have that, like once you start, once that starts flowing out, you feel a lot better. And you're like, oh, this is actually a great thing because now I know, are we on the same page or are we not on the same page? So I think, I think that's why Rachel was like timid in the, cause it's still nerve wracking. But once you kind of are like, oh, like I can do this and you've done it, you're like, this is so much better.
0: Well, Anna, especially because it's like, let's go to the most awkward conversation, especially when we probably have not had alone time and now just get that out of the way. And now we can yeah. be better. Except that Rachel used the word groin and I did not appreciate that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Like, don't, don't. There, there's there's, there's plenty of other words. <laughs> yeah. You know, so.
0: And then we get Sarah watching the date and then reacting horribly.
1: Sarah went on a went went on a spiral that that is unlike any spiral I've ever seen on this show. Usually, what will happen is they will show someone start to spiral. I will treat that they are spiraling, and then I will have to go back into the into my tweets to quote tweet myself the next week because they'll usually give it. A, this was a one episode spiral. Um, and, like, I understand. I think it, it, it it's – first off, what what Matt did last week was, again, so well done. He is – whether or not it was edged on by the producers or by him, it still was the right to thing. She has – her dad has ALS. He tweets out a donation link to, to people with ALS. Obviously, that's a difficult decision. Like, that's – you know, regardless of, of, again, some of the other choices she made in her like, This is, that's a difficult decision. And, you know, so I can at least to a certain extent feel, feel a situation where, you know, you start to feel second guess yourself, but you also have to understand, like, if that's her whole logic, then that's great. But her logic was, she's, she was having a hard time dealing with the other women dating Matt. And it's been what, you know, 10, 11 days You need to get it together. Like, you need to know what's going on. You've dated a – you've dated a real celebrity before. (laughs) You should know what this territory is like. You should know – like, you dated – like, she's been photographed G-Eazy. Like, you're competing with Halsey. Halsey is maybe, like, one of the hottest women on the planet right now. And, like, if you can compete with that, like, you should have no insecurities. And obviously every girl that goes on the show is the hot – girl like the hottest girl in their friend group mm-hmm. and they're always the star and they're not used to being second uh second playing second fiddle but that's the nature of the show and you have to be ready for that and you have to be you have you have to roll with the punches and the number one rule of that as we go to the second half of this date is you never want to be the person talking about another person on a date and you also don't want to be the person that shows up in the middle of a group date that isn't yours those are the two fast tracks to, to not making it long on this show.
0: You're just enemy number one. That That's my whole thing. Like, I understand the jealousy to a point, but again, you've dated bigger people, but the fact that you're so dramatic to the point that you're saying it's like a knife through your heart, realizing that everyone wants to fuck this hot dude, like... <laughs> Well, like America wants to have sex with Matt James. Like, <laughs> you, you're not special. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I, I mean, later it comes into account with everything with her family, and I I'm, cannot imagine going through that and having to deal with this. But it's, it's like, how many we're on season 25 of The Bachelor? Like, we all know how this works by now.
1: I, and I think that the, the only analogy i can give to this is it's like summer camp right and as someone who would go to summer camp like when you get a camp crush there's this weird hyper intensity that goes into that um and and, and and it creates this false sense of reality that you have and then when you come out on the other side of it you have to like Reevaluate, and obviously when you have a crush you're like 16 you know, you're 13 14 you know 16 whatever you're you're high school you, you don't have the emotional maturity uh that you know some of these some of the people have and Sarah's still 24 like you know and in this hyper intense scenario like you're gonna you're gonna feel feelings and your things are gonna be intense intense intensified. and so I get it to a certain extent of like But again, everyone feels it. everyone's sitting there on their own little island, but they're trying their best to, like, be a part of the group while Sarah's off, like, you know, having her own pity party about it. And then, you know, if she goes and interrupts the group date and we start to, like, support Victoria. (laughs) Shocking turn of events. (laughs) She's like, well, I would interrupt anybody on a date, but, like, I wouldn't interrupt another person's group date. I was like, well, that's a normal standard for this (laughs) show.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the line for me is obviously that she decides that it's so important to talk about this right now. And they, I mean, they quote unquote bully her about it, which again, we can get to. But I'm like, you did not think that maybe you should just continue to have this pity party. As they kept saying, you're going to have your time with him in two days on your own group date. There's plenty of time to go talk to him unless you were actually going to leave don't be a dick and interrupt.
1: Yeah. And I think like initially, and obviously we, we saw later in the episode, what, how like Katie's stock is, is extremely rising. Um, Again, I think Katie has a level of emotional maturity that you just get from being a little bit older. Um, Like she, she, and I love that. She's just standing there just like waiting. Cause she's like, If this isn't truly serious, like if this was serious, they would have left the set. They were still there Mm -hmm. having a conversation. And she's like, okay, I need to see what this is about. And at the time, it wasn't serious.
0: Yeah, my note was that for that was that I just loved that she stood there. I wrote, yes, Katie, just stand there and listen to them talk. Like you get your time. And also, my initial note was just, Sarah, cry inside like a winner. Like, you will have your time later. Do not do this now. And then, clearly, it wasn't serious because they were sucking face when he walked her out for, like, five more minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, again, it was... And then you have this whole thing where not everybody not everybody gets their time, which is always what happens. There's always <laughs> someone that makes it super far, that, like, never takes time with them. And then all of a sudden, right, you get Rachel getting the, the first rose because I think this is the first time that he really connected with Rachel. Um, you know, I don't know. My question will be to see next week what, you know, Katie, is Katie in a good spot or not? Because obviously he didn't see her conversation with, with Sarah later, but, you know, does he think that she was, you know, being petty about about the time thing? Mm-hmm. Time out.
0: Yes. I, although again, just agreeing with Victoria when she went to confront her out in the parking lot. And I love that how many times she's like, but Sarah, we're worried about you. I'm like, you are not worried about her at all. Like do not pull these lies.
1: No, Victoria is, is playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. She is saying all of the right things at all the right times. She, she is, she is just, she's going to Sarah and being, and being thoughtful when she. And then and then later on when, when everybody's ganging up on Sarah, she joins the gang. Like she is, she's incredibly two-faced, and I don't it's not that I condone that behavior, but I love it on the show. I absolutely am here for for this, for her being so manipulative. And I think there is a level, right, as we move to the one on one date, there was a level of of gaslighting that we saw from Sarah she was seeking validation. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us at some point have either been one or both of these, like we've either been the person seeking the validation or we've been the one dealing with someone who's, who's seeking validation. We've all, I think played one of those two roles. So we all, I think, can most people can, can acknowledge that. And there's this level of like, yeah, like she's totally gaslighting Matt in a certain, to a certain extent from what you can see, at least again, what we're being shown mm-hmm. makes it seem like she's going very toxic because it's like she needs him to give her his time when he needs for for the show needs to be putting his time in other places and ex- and, and and trying to figure out if which relationship is the right re- relationship because at the end you're supposed to get married to this person.
0: Well, and I think it's just, I think it it's still the timing though. I'm you are trying to put so much pressure on him giving you the attention now. And they said it later on. You have not had it hard, Sarah. You've had a one on one date. You have had most of the time to try to force him into still thinking about you when he still has like what wait, 20 girls left still? Like yeah,
1: yeah no, it, we we've,
0: we've gotta weed out a lot of other girls before he can actually focus on you.
1: <laughs> yeah, like if this was if this was like hometowns or like the week before hometowns, right. I get it. Like that's a different, that's a different moment where you're, you're going to start questioning because you've got, you know, a so smaller number of people and you know, you're starting to get to this place where you know, that relationships are accelerating at a much faster pace. I think she, she's victim to the fact that she was one of the first one-on-one dates. And I think that this is, a, this is something I think that happens to a lot of people is it, if you're early on a first one-on-one date, you feel that the relationship is more accelerated when, like, he's... Because, like, again, you spend one-on-one time with them, and then you don't spend a lot of time with them until group date. You, you, your next date's a group date. And you're like, I want another one-on-one. I want another one-on-one. Well, you're not going to get another one-on-one unless you make it to, you know, hometowns. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah, she just can't hack it and i am annoyed by it but we'll get back to her in a little bit (laughs) um my so we have serena p and her date which she was another one that i could not remember her name for a while i was like who is this again uh i also liked victoria saying can you tell matt that sarah sucks (laughs) just briefly real quick before you like when you get there
1: The, the the hardcore pivot of like everyone just being like we hate Victoria to everyone going, okay, like, Victoria's right. It's, it's <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. Um, I think it's interesting, too, because Serena, like, everybody knows that Kit is the youngest at 21, right? And everybody was initially was like, oh, we're going to hate Kit. Mm-hmm. So far, Kit's hasn't gotten a ton of screen time, and she hasn't been super hateable. Serena's the next youngest at 22. Uh, Serena P., there's also Serena C
0: well that's yeah. uh, that's good because I my note later is Serena looks like a child so that checks out
1: <laughs> and well yeah I mean she and it was interesting because right we have this we 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 enter the date as the horseback riding date um, and then we we enter into one of the weirdest charcuterie boards on a picnic blanket where there's just meat I don't see any cheeses I didn't I couldn't see any crackers and champagne. Um, Matt is wearing an outfit. It's, I don't think that's a shore jacket from him. And then I believe it's a chore jacket, not a shacket in that one. And then he's <laughs> rocking this. He rocked turtleneck. As a, I love the, I'm a fan of the turtleneck. Uh, Brendan did it. I'm a big fan of doing it with a suit. Um, so he does that well, but, I don't think there's many people that could pull off a bright blue turtleneck like that as well as he could. And I think part of it just comes with his complexion of like this really like, it works really well with his skin tone. And it, again, like, all of the pairings are so immaculately done um, that like, you know, either he's fantastic at styling himself or the, you know, the bachelor stylists have just outdone themselves. Especially with the foliage.
0: Oh yeah, uh, agreed. Um, also, do we believe that he has legitimately never made a charcuterie board before? Because his reasoning was that he's not a wine guy, and my man, those two things don't have to go together. You can like cheese and meat, as most people do, and not drink wine.
1: I mean, let's let's, let's go back to, to something. He he is chiseled from stone. Mm. And you don't you don't eat processed meats. he probably doesn't drink all that much. he like he's almost in too good of shape <laughs> uh, like it you know it, it, it like there's a level of like you you can see it like I mean like you know it's just muscles on muscles. And like and you have the fact that he's six foot five, like he's tall and in just incredible shape. And it's like, okay. You know, so I, it's believable that he, he's never eaten again. Cause I would think a lot of times, like you're not eating process. Now if you're getting really good cheese, really high quality cheese, really high quality meats, you know, if you're in Europe or, or other places, like yeah, like you can eat a char- charcuterie board, not feel guilty, but in the States, like, you know, I, I, you know, I would. I'm not shocked that someone who looks like him has never had a charcuterie board. I also would be shocked if they didn't eat charcuterie almost every night when he was in the the quarantine thing with with Tyler C and Hannah Brown and them. Like, I, that's it, what
0: I was gonna say. You're telling me that didn't happen?
1: <laughs> and maybe maybe there were charcuterie boards that were around, and he just didn't partake because he was eating. Mm-hmm. He was eating some sort of like kale and salmon wrap so like and and green juice i i don't know Uh, Mm i you know i again he he tweeted today that he was eating uh it was a heart of teddy graham's and lunchables pizzas and i was like dude you this is the first time you've eaten something like this since you were maybe 10 and so yeah it's just and
0: you probably didn't eat it you probably just did it for the gram and then moved on with your life (laughs)
1: Or he ate it because he knows that tomorrow he's going to go spend six hours on his Peloton. Like it's not. That's the other thing is he he lives a like I don't know what he did for work before this, but he lives a life. I mean, if he was in construction with Tyler, like he's super active regardless. But he lives a life where like staying in that kind of shape, like he could probably eat that and be fine. You know, right, yes. he's also he's also not like consuming you know beers or wine with that. So right. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, fair, I guess. I mean, I'm just sad that he's missing out on charcuterie of the world because, like, you're fine, Matt. You can just stop. You don't need to work anymore on the body. <laughs> um. Then we had, I mean, we talked about they had the pets, uh, the mini donkeys. I would just like to say I would also like to have five mini donkeys. That sounds amazing. They were so cute. Uh, my boyfriend is watching with me, and he's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, but they're so cute, and they're trying to cuddle with them. I need a mini donkey. <laughs>
1: They're cute until they shit.
0: <laughs> well, yes, that's true. But
1: <laughs> I, I, listen, I, the, the mini, the mini, whether those were donkeys or mini horses, they were adorable. Uh, the interactions were great. Uh, you know, it was interesting. Cause he mentioned that he had a turtle.
0: I was going to uh, say, so you're, you're more of a turtle guy is what you're saying?
1: <laughs> well, no, no, no. So, so first off, Serena P came at his neck for calling him the weird guy because he had a turtle, I, I mean, I'm an, I I had dogs growing up, but I there was a part of me that did at some point like did want a turtle because like turtles are pretty cool. Maybe it was just because Finding Nemo, the turtles were just like radical and they just were, like, you know, dude bros. So maybe that's it. I don't know. But, you know, I think of all of the things to get called out on, having like turtle, he had a pet and that makes you more normal, like at least to a certain degree, I think. You know, it's because you had to care for something and whatnot. It, it makes you more human. I think we've oh, learned yeah. everything. People that don't have pests tend to be a little more untrustworthy.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, at least it's not, you know, a snake or a rat or something else tiny and weird.
1: Yeah. Of the of the reptilians, I think frog and, and turtles are, are, are in the, the normal zone. And then you, lizards, you start to get into the yellow. And then snakes, you start to go red. Until you're a like an athlete or a celebrity or uh, a billionaire, then it's kind of cool. There's there's a tipping point. Like I know that I I forget. There's like a I think it's a a well known either NFL player or NBA athlete that has snakes. And there's a tipping point at which it it goes from being you're a weirdo to okay, that's kind of cool. And it, oh it, yeah it's a good point based on you know other other factors of the person
0: right it, It's a financial line about what kind of snake you can get and then it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh, then I guess we get serious. they talk about their relationships that evening, which somebody made a good point on Twitter that they were like, I love how all these people talking about their serious relationships. like we know it was your high school boyfriend because you're 20 years old. <laughs>
1: Serena was, like, she's 22, right? She graduated, if she went to college, right, she she would have, at the earliest, she's been out of college for maybe a year if she graduated early. We know Kit didn't go to college, right? Kit's, Kit's comes from money. That's that's one. Yes. Thing. She, yes. And Kit's doing good things. Like, she's got her, her, her fashion brand and up. Our things are up. She's not like uh, my Kenna, who didn't have her blog up for the longest time. But <laughs> Correct. Serena, but let's just assume right Serena is your normal 22 year old Serena would have graduated college in May which meant that she had spent her final semester of college dealing with COVID now that's and then right we we, we then boil that in so most likely that blast boyfriend who she was at was some guy who she went to formal with a few times and was pressuring to pin like if, if again we're, we're I'm putting my own spin on it like she might have not gone to college she might not have been in a sorority but <laughs> it's all I,
0: allegedly
1: <laughs> I, i'm just i'm just kind of i'm just kind of like basing it off of like i would presume that it, there's a high likelihood that it, that the girls that wind up on the show the women that wind up getting cast with the bachelor very high likelihood that at one point if they did go to a normal college like a normal d1 school they were most likely in sororities or considered greek life to a certain point Mm -hmm. or if they weren't if they weren't in a sorority they were maybe you know they they went to some sort of date function whether it was through athletics or through you know being invited by a guy girls that attractive just there's no way they didn't if they went to a school that had that kind of stuff so that, and that's the thing. It's, like, you you have to be, like, friendly reminder. It's, like, these girls have been dealing with, like, I don't know where, you know, what city she's from. But, like, they're dealing with dudes like me who are, like, you know, like, I mean, I am have a girlfriend. But, like, they're dealing with, like, you know, when I was 24 and dating around and, like, like going on dates, like, every, every other weekend. And you're, like, you know, just taking them to, like, some, some like, <laughs> shitty bar on your, like, you know – grad, your first postgrad salary trying to like look cool because you're like i got you know trying to you know show you've got a little money and stuff so like i get it like that's it's and, and now you're getting courted by matt james in at the nema colon which is like you know nine hundred dollars a night and it's just insanity
0: uh yeah just a little drastic change there and then matt with his only four month long relationship that he didn't think he was going to marry her and Finally, after four months, he said that she wanted to give the relationship a title, and I was kind of like Matt, like this usually happens sooner than this, but okay, well, you couldn't even call her your girlfriend in four months.
1: First off, when you look like when you're a that tall, and then B, <laughs> like first off, he's he's six foot five, right? There's the always oh, is he tall or is he hot, right? And and so he has he's got that going for him, and he's that good looking, so yes it's believable that he could, he could make that go for, 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 for four months. Secondarily, That's the only thing that I really question about this is I don't know if he's had a serious relationship. I don't know if he's ready, right? This dude right now is the most eligible man in the country, right? <laughs> he has millions upon millions of people watching him. He's best friends with Tyler C who we know broke the ceiling Of the bat and all of the conventional rules of the bachelor by dating a Hadid. I could very much see this being something where, again, if he comes out of this with something, someone, it's the longest relationship he has because he has to be pop committed for two years.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, because that's how they, you know, get to keep the ring. Um, now again, he's a guy, so it, it, it might be a little different, you know. Like obviously, we could we've seen that with Becca. Like Becca definitely held on with Garrett to to keep the ring. So <laughs> you 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 have that you have that to 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 play into things. So it it would be interest. It'll be interesting to see what happens after. I you know. So but again, it's it's very believable that he's never been in love. And like, how old is he? Do you know how old he is?
0: He is twenty eight.
1: Yeah, like. That dude that dude has That's the other thing, right? When you're that tall and that good looking, he's never had to like earn it. So there's That's what I was gonna
0: say. He's never had to have a point where he needed a relationship. He's just having a good time.
1: And he's never and he also I think there's a level and and I could be totally off base with this, but there is also a level I think of you don't need to put in any effort. Like Mm. Like when you are that tall, like, again, girls are all again, it, they're, they're going for they're, they'll, they'll, they'll choose height a lot of the times. And it's like, okay, like you get it, but like, that doesn't necessarily always come with the same level of effort. Like, so like, if you, if you have it easy, like if girls are always showing yourself, maybe you're not putting effort into places where it really counts. And so I think that's the other thing is like, is he hot? And then also, does he actually, like, when it comes to fantasy su- fantasy suites, is he going to stack up? Now, granted, he's friends with Tyler C. I very much can see the fact, like, I don't have any doubts that he's not, like, that he would be, he'll, he'll have a poor performance. But I'm just saying, in general, it wouldn't be shocking that someone that good-looking and that tall is the male version of a starfish.
0: Mm-hmm, hmm I get you. picking up what you're putting down. Uh, but do, I mean, I don't know, he, that, he and Serena seem to hit it off, which I did not really think that was going to happen. And she gets the rose. And I just don't see her personally going very far. But what do you think?
1: She'll go far enough. I mean, I here's the thing. I, it, first things first, when it comes to the show, it's very, very rare that in the first few episodes a girl that you go on a one-on-one date and a girl doesn't get the rose Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you're going to if you get one of the first few weeks like the first four or five weeks before we obviously now we're, we're changing the formula a little bit i think we'll get to that in a second but we you're pretty much guaranteed a rose and it isn't until those later dates where we see guys sending girls home I look back at Nick Vial season and I remember there was Danielle L who we sent home and this was maybe like like right before home it was like she was in the, the last crew before hometowns and he sent her home like it's that moment where you're getting to that place where you're making about to make some serious decisions of like am I going to meet this girl's family am I going to be sleeping with this sleeping with this girl? am I going to be pros? That's when you start to go, okay, I need to cut ties. I don't see Serena P making it super, super far, but she'll stay on long enough until it's time for him to cut her loose. At least that's kind of like what the gauge I get. It's the same thing with, with some of, you know, some of the other girls, at least right now, like with Rachel, like Rachel gets the rose. Cause Rachel like put herself out there for the first time. And he's like, okay, like, you know, I'm going to open, eye kiss you. And, <laughs> uh, so that, I, I think that's the thing is it's, 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 we're so early on in the show that it's too early to gauge, um, you know, how long these girls are going to last on the show.
0: It's kind of like, you're there, not that he doesn't like you, but you're there to like, see if he maybe likes you. And this rose really means nothing. We're just going to kind of keep you here for a bit
1: the 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 rumors from the inside baseball is that they get to pick four girls every when they do the rose ceremonies and then the producers pick the rest. I wouldn't be shocked. If, I'd be I'd be hard pressed if they only get to pick four. I mm-hmm. would think that maybe they get at least a little bit more say in that, and then it and then obviously again the producers really get you know like maybe it's ten and then it whittles down to four. So. But, again, when it comes to the, these early dates, I, I think the first time that you start, start getting date, date get roses is when you get a two-on-one or a three-on-one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. I mean, we have to have those producer picks for the good TV. And good TV we got when we got to Victoria and Sarah and all of the mess. And my favorite Victoria quote, which is, Sarah doesn't need – what does that say? Doesn't need smart. What <laughs> my quote is not what she actually said. My phone must have auto corrected some stuff. Uh, basically, Sarah needs a Xanax.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was that was a good quote.
0: Um, also, I have that MJ is ready to fight, and I love it. I love how fired up she got. She was just ready to go, and she was like, "I'm not going to listen to any of this. This is bullshit. We got to deal with this."
1: First thing first I want to say about MJ I love her hair. Mm-hmm. Her hair is is like this just this mane of curls. And she's I know you you know that that's her natural hair, right? She's a hairdresser. She know that that's her natural hair. It looks amazing. She hasn't had a lot of shine, but when she's been on the TV, she's been a true she lives up to her her initials. She lives up to the MJ. <laughs> Um, it's ironic that Katie also named her 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 good friend with AirPods <laughs> MJ as well. No, uh, but MJ very much is sets the tone for everything. Like if you MJ MJ is a barometer. MJ I don't think is necessarily going to make it super far, at least from what we can see so right now. But I think I will love to watch MJ in Oh uh, yes, definitely. And, like. That's the thing. Is like, I can already kind of start to tell. Just like we can tell with the guys, like the the the, the some paradise front runners. MJ is like, and and I bet Anna is also going to be a paradise front runner. I mean, Anna looks like you know. So I I think those are some those are some early early paradise front runners, um, right now.
0: Uh, I agree completely. I also I mean I love Abigail and I think she sticks I hope she sticks around a long time. But then she actually stood up for the group too and was like, why are you trying to be here and take a rose from someone if you don't even want to be here? And I was like, good job, Abigail.
1: Abigail is probably my favorite. Yeah, and she like she she's she creates, she's you know, she's deaf. I don't we obviously again that that there's a spectrum of deafness, so but she has that going. She is drop dead gorgeous, and you know I think I think I, she, I was early favorite of, of she was an early favorite of mine. Um, it, it reminds me of the time uh, on Peter's season. Like I was into Kelly from like the jump, <laughs> uh, and and Abigail's kind of in the same in the same boat of that. So it, it, again, I think she she's. She's got some maturity. She she stands her ground, but she's also not, like, she's not going out of her way. And I think that's the other thing is I think we we get to the end of the episode, right, after after the date, after Serena's got her rose, and Sarah makes the decision, right? And we have this moment where you get to see the true maturity of, of from Katie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Katie, who lost her father eight, well, nine probably close going on 9 years right in 2012 talking to someone who knows they're going to lose their father in 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 the near future i mean and 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 you know i think she said everything that needed to be said she was very much she wasn't going about it like victoria she didn't go about the drama with 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 um, Sarah like Victoria did Victoria's trying to stir the pot Katie's just like wants there to be a level of respect and then also and, and, and I think there's that that's where there's that fine line
0: yeah and I love that. I think she handled it amazingly I also don't know that I totally agree with in general that they were actually bullying her I mean yes it was piling on and everyone saying how they felt but I guess I wouldn't call that bullying and maybe I'm in the minority there. <laughs> and I was like, you pissed off a whole group of girls who are fighting for this man. They're all pissed about it, and I know that, sorry, we don't have time to go around the room and hear 15 complaints, but you do need to understand what kind of issues you have caused to Sarah.
1: I I think, first off, right, I think there's a level two of Sarah Sarah did the, did a few things that we're incorrect obviously it's her it's not our place to tell sarah how to share the family things that she's going through
0: mm-hmm.
1: she needs to deal with that however she needs to deal with that she thought she was emotionally ready to go on the show and leave her uh after, but she realized she wasn't and you have to you have to you know respect that because she you know she got into it and she gets over right now I think she also you have to respect like she is should only share that personal information with whoever she feels like sharing. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's gonna get shared on national TV, but it was gonna get like you go on the show knowing that parts of your life are gonna get exposed regardless. Like you know this, but you can at least to while you're filming hold those things close to the vest in terms of like again, what's happening during the the time that you're filming.
0: Right like there's a difference between her going in front of the group and saying, "I'm sorry, I'm having this terrible time. I'm dealing with some family stuff, and it here's x, y, Z, and her just keeping it to herself and telling who she needed to or who she felt comfortable with,
1: but there's a level of maturity of she could have at least been like, Hey, first off, you don't you don't interrupt in a group date that isn't yours unless you are serious about going home mm-hmm. secondarily, I think the other thing is that you you if you're going to do that, like she should have, she shouldn't have gone right after it. She was asking for forgiveness, not permission. Uh, And I think again, if you ask for permission in this situation, that's when that the, the rules don't apply. Like they always say it's better ask for for forgiveness than permission. But I think in this situation, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I think you also have to be patient. Like she, she's, she's not being patient and, that, that hurts her. And then right? I can understand, right? She, she has 19 or however many other girls all feeling like she's all coming at her. Right. And so I can understand why she feels like she's being singled out, why she feels like she's being bullied. I would say it's hard pressed to call this bullying, <laughs> you know, again, I also think it's, it's, it's this weird dichotomy of the fact that you have these people that we don't know who they were growing up, but there's a very high likelihood that at one, if not most of these girls, we know Victoria probably did it in high school, has actually truly been a bully. They've truly been your stereotypical mean girl. They exactly. were Regina George. They're adults now. This is them trying to articulate them wanting respect. And it's difficult on this show, on whether you're a Bachelor or the Bachelorette, to in a group try to articulate that and have anybody come out and and have your if you're coming to the group to really come out a winner, uh, you have to be very you have to be very thought out and and be and and you have to understand that the that it's probably a losing battle because the group's always just going to be like we're all in the same boat. Why are you special? And that's well- just
0: Yeah, and my thought, I guess, at the end of it is with or I feel like she had these same feelings even before she was attacked. So in my mind, I don't know that she felt so attacked that it was the final straw, necessarily. I don't think it helped. But I think clearly she was struggling enough because she was distancing herself. She was not hanging out with anyone because she didn't know what she was doing. I think it had less to do with how they reacted and more so just that she, like, emotionally, as she said, could not handle her shit.
1: Well, you brought something up that I think we, we, we didn't touch on yet is that she spent all this time alone. In this environment, you need to be finding solace in the people around you. All of these girls are sitting in the same situation. They're all dealing with with, that, with it differently. Some of them are going to be able to handle that better than others but at the end of the day you're going to be better off if you join in and are together with the people that you're going through this experience with because at least you can be like hey we've been in this we've been in this experience and that's why you see a lot of these like people that have been on the show maintain long-term friendships because again it's like this is a, a terrible analogy but it's it's like when soldiers go to war like you you don't know no the only people that know what that experience is like is other people. And I understand that that is an absolutely terrible, like that is total polar opposites of experience. Like you're getting shipped off to this beautiful resort to be fed and drink and 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 date the, this hot dude or or a beautiful woman. It's not war, but I think the analogy fits that the only people that the people that are only that are gonna get it are the people that have been through it or are going through it with you.
0: It's emotional war it's fine
1: <laughs> I mean some uh, it is a little bit of emotional war
0: <laughs> uh are you surprised that Sarah actually went home because I kept questioning I'm like either Matt is gonna convince her to stay or she's gonna change her mind in some way during this conversation I I was not convinced until the very end that she was actually gonna leave
1: I wasn't surprised. I I think she she told Matt right she she gets the 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 one of the first one-on-ones she tells Matt hey I'm struggling because my dad is dying from ALS she then has to go on this next date and watch these girls express themselves in a very sexual way that I think obviously ruffled her feathers a little bit and that started to make her question. And then she spent the next couple days reevaluating whether or not this was the right decision and then she changed her mind. And there's nothing that really could happen. And she said something at the very end where she's like and and Matt I think Matt touched on this. He said I would not want to be this if I can't be this with the with the real full Sarah. And the real fool Sarah wasn't there, right? There was a part of her that was still back at home that wanted to be with her dad. Um, and Katie touched on it. Like, you don't get those moments back. So I think that's why I'm not shocked. I also am thinking, I know people are like, well, you know, we're going to get a pivot that she's going to get returned. No, Sarah's not coming back. She might come back uh, uh, after the final rose or the woman tell all, but she's not. she's not coming back. And we're already getting our our double plot twist coming up, which I cannot wait for. Five <laughs> women and never been kissed Heather from Colton season. Those are two things that are just like, and I think we'd be remiss to touch on one other thing but, that they're doing different. They're bringing on new girls, right? It's not strange that Heather's showing up. That's been done before. Mm-hmm. New girls and cold opens. Two things that they've added this season that have been fantastic.
0: Yes, I agree. I am very excited for the new girls. Especially, I like, so I have been watching uh, Bachelor Australia. And mm-hmm. in some of their episodes, they will bring in new people randomly. But usually they do it later on. So I'm kind of excited that it's so soon, actually. Because I feel like it still is new enough that, like, these girls think they have connections. But they're not relationship-destroying, chromatic ones.
1: Yeah. I, I, I would hate it again. I don't know when Heather shows up. I think Heather's going to show up later. Uh, like, the, cause it always happens to be, it always tends to be super close to like something serious when like someone from the past shows up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. We, but I think the reality is, is I think this is the bright play. It, it shakes up the tensions in the house. It, it creates more drama. We saw this with Tasha, right? We have these guys that have already started to kind of form these, these bonds, these friendships. And now you bring in new, you bring in new blood. And it'll be interesting to see if we have a situation where, you know, you look at Tasha's season, only one guy from the new guys really made it far. And that was Noah. The rest of them kind of got cut pretty quick. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how these new girls, and again, Will they do it? I think they're going to also maybe change the formatting of how they these new girls interact. So I'm interested to see. My guess is because of the preview, <laughs> we still have a group date. We still have a group date, right? First off, we still have a group date and a rose ceremony. So my gut feeling is is that we get the group date, a cocktail party, a rose ceremony that gets us to nine thirty, and then from nine thirty. It's, it's the new girls coming, the introduction of the new girls. And then the cliffhanger is, you know, another cocktail party. And it's just like all of the drama that comes up. One of these girls. You
0: don't think think the new girls are going to come after the group date before the first rose ceremony? Because that's what my thought was. That it was like, oh, we had the group date and we do that little thing. And then we get rose ceremony and then twist again. Before we can even get to the rose ceremony, here's some new girls.
1: You know, Laura, you might be right. You, <laughs> might, you might be spot on that. Like, they go to the cocktail party, and then they mm-hmm. come in. Like, there are girls being like, Have you talked to him? Have you talked to him? And then Chris Harrison comes and he's like, We, I need Matt for a second. And then they're right. like, Wait, what? And then they're like, mm-hmm. We're bringing in five new women. And tune in next week to find out. <laughs> I, I, again, I can see it. Either way, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I'm here for it. I'm here to stir the pot. I'm here for what looks like some girl who's gonna have some questionable past. First off, let let's 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 get this out here before the episode airs. We should not shame sex workers. Let's just put that out there because it's. I I think it's a bad precedent. I can understand why the girls might be first off intimidated for one, and secondarily feel uncomfortable about that. But we should not as a as an audience, shame someone if that is truly what they do. I think that's, I think that's something that's worth getting out, out there into the ether, because I think there are going to be some interesting takes that come through. And in this new, in this new space, I think at the end of the day, like we, we need to be realize like people can do whatever they want. If that's what works for them, if it, and if it works for, if Matt's cool with it, then Matt's cool with it. And, and that's it. That's all that really matters. They I, know, I was
0: gonna say, I stand this girl. Good for her. Like, right,
1: right. <laughs> and, I, and I guarantee you that, that she, they're saying that, and she's just gonna like have an only <laughs> It's gonna be very because that's how it always is. Like, it's always it's always not what it seems. The injury is never <laughs> as bad as it is. The, right. It's 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 always. But it's I, just
0: I, feet picks. It's not even anything.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, she whatever she does, I'm I'm here for it. I applaud it. I think, I think again, I think the Bachelor is trying to move forward uh, and they're trying to do it quickly. I think they're trying to make up for a lot of lost ground, um, which is good. I mean, so, you know, we don't have four blonde Lawrence. We have one black Lauren, which is a, a total, you know, switch. And I love it. I think they're doing a really good job. Uh, I think they can be doing more. But again, it's, it's a, they're, 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 they're doing what they can. And they're having conversations on the bachelor that are real and raw. They did this on the Bachelor, They did that on the bachelorette. And so I'm, I'm going to be interested to see, you know, what other, if there are any more deep conversations, kind of like, you know, what got touched on with Tasha and Ivan, uh, which mm-hmm. were, were really, really moving. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they, what, what happens, uh, and excited to kind of see what we have in store
0: agree well on this episode who gets your rose
1: katie katie gets my rose katie is katie knows what she wants she knows how to act like a mature adult she's like there are girls on this show and there are women katie's (laughs) a woman and i like that like i katie gets the rose
0: Yes. I mean I, I I am not gonna add anything I don't think I exactly what I was gonna say Katie has come a long way from coming out dick swinging and we stand Katie well
1: I stand Katie from coming out dick swinging because at the end of the day she is coming out she she has not held back any punches she's come out hard and fast unintended <laughs> right. it is it I think it's this it's very it's very liberating and it's very like eye-opening because it's like this is actual reality. Like there's a lot more real there's a lot more realness that comes from Katie than we've I think we've seen in the past. We go back if we go back to my very first experience with this show, they did an entire montage for Raven having her first orgasm with air quotes. <laughs> so you know I, I I think they they they've moved into a direction that's a little bit more reality than you know we get on the show. So, and maybe part of that's also the fact that they're extra horny from being, you know, cooped up in lockdown. So,
0: you never that's know That's what I keep saying. I mean, I approved of I approved of the vibrator, but I was just like, man, you're annoying with this vibrator like halfway through that first episode. <laughs> but you yes, have,
1: overall. <laughs> I mean, you have to commit to the bit. I mean, uh Alexis kept on her dolphin costume mm-hmm. that was clearly like you have like you know, if you're gonna go with the shtick, I mean, I forget which girl it is. She's still on the show. She she has like a, a I don't, I'm not crazy about her face, but the girl that showed up in lingerie, like,
0: yeah, own- yep, I don't remember her name, so that's helpful. Yeah. But yep, she's yeah. still here.
1: No, you, 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 but she she put on a dress, like, at least Katie held onto the vibrator. So,
0: <laughs> uh and on that note, I guess any other final thoughts about this episode?
1: And you I,
0: cover
1: I mean, it. it it they've they're doing it it's like every episode i mean it's all heat it's all it's all high quality it's always great at the very beginning it's always great and and i think with new blood we're gonna it's gonna keep the momentum going a lot better longer so that that's gonna be fun to to, to have overall so uh, i'm enjoying it i think matt's Besides maybe being a little produced uh, because he's never been on the show in the opposite role, in their role, um, there's a little bit of that. But other than that, I think he's doing a great job. Uh, And if you're not following him on Twitter, you're missing out because he is very much leaning into the content um, (laughs) side of this season. So
0: love to see it. Speaking of content. Nick, thank you for being here. Would you like to plug anything? Plug yourself.
1: Yeah, you can. You can follow me on either Twitter or Instagram. I live tweet every every uh, episode of The Bachelor. It's just my last name uh, on Twitter. It's Murdakis One. That's M U R D A K E S One, and then it's just the same thing, but no one on on the Grom. So if you if you enjoy if you enjoy the takes, like. I, I, I'm always just going live. He's, there.
0: He's ready for it. I,
1: I I sit I sit on my floor with TweetDeck open, firing <laughs> off takes, uh, and then balancing the hottest of hot takes to 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 the girlfriend because there are definitely some takes that I that I need to leave off Twitter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> Well, as always, don't forget to follow Binging Batch uh, on Instagram. I swear I need to keep looking at this. I think it's just Binging Batch on Instagram. Follow us there. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe. Do all the things. You know you know people who watch Bachelor that are not listening to us. And now you want them to come listen to Nick. So have them follow us. You can follow me at whatever Laura wants for my podcast. That's also out on Tuesdays. And me personally at minert, LA m-e-i-n-e-r-t-l-a and i think that's gonna do it thank you all for listening and we will see you next week bye